everybody, my name is Vinny Apicelli. You are watching, or excuse me, you are listening to Suds and the Squared Circle podcast. Today is Monday, September 19th, 2022, and we've got a lot to talk about going on in the world of Port Charles, going on in uh, Salem as well. Um, not going to get too much into Days of Our Lives because I'm just getting into it. Since the switch to Peacock, it's been a lot easier to get into it and get uh, caught up. Uh, been going through a lot at work this week, so I really can't get to the point where I'm watching everything religiously because I have been uh, just working so much. I'm going to be honest with you, my personal schedule has been out of bounds recently. Um, even this past weekend, working 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. on both Saturday and Sunday. Uh, so it's been quite a haul. Um, haven't been able to catch up on a lot of wrestling. Um and like I said, I'm just getting into days, but I'm going to go into Port Charles General Hospital. I will get to a lot of WWE news um, relatively quickly. Um, just a lot of big headlines coming out of the world of the WWE this past uh, this past week, even up to today, uh, that have really big ramifications for. Uh, not only Survivor Series, uh, but also before that, Crown Jewel in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia coming up in November as well. Uh, or is it October or November? I'm going to have to take a look at uh, WWE's Crown Jewel. The uh, um, oops, wrong one. Uh, it's a good thing to be able to search while I'm Crown Jewel 2022. Here we go. Uh, that's going to be November 5th, so it will be uh, in November. So there's going to be two major premium live events for the WWE coming up in November. It's going to be not only Survivor Series, but also the premium live event known as Crown Jewel from the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. But first, but first, we do have to get into General Hospital news and notes and the review of this past week. The biggest, uh, the absolute biggest story coming out of Port Charles right now is the Port Charles Hooker uh, storyline. Uh, and the next victim was uh, hooked on, uh, I want to say it was Thursday, actually. And, uh, you know, there's questions surrounding how many people. The newest uh, edition of Soap Opera Digest that's going to be out uh, very, very soon actually has five victims. Ava being the first, and this past week, Brando was the second. Um, now, now, from what I've heard... Johnny Wachter is going to be taking some time off of General Hospital for another project, and Brando is going to be temporarily recast. So he's not going to be dying anytime soon, at least as far as um, we've been told. But at the same time, you never know. But there are three other victims that are on the cover of that magazine, including Diane, um, and including Nina, and Michael. So that's th all five people have connections to Sonny and the Corinthos, you know, Sonny Corinthos in general. So who is it from Sonny's past? There's a number of different um, number of different things on there. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go over to Twitter, which you could follow me on Twitter at Suds. Let's see, where are we? Come on, here we go. Why are we not clicking? Here we go. Uh, so, uh, at Suds SQ Circle Pod on Twitter. Follow uh, follow me and uh, follow or follow the show. I should say on that uh, at that place. But I do want to go into. I posted something last week, um, 
regarding the Port Charles hooker. And um, I did tag a number of different people, right? So this is what I put on September 15th, which was last Thursday, mind you, okay? I posted, so who is the Port Charles hooker? Could it be Cyrus? We know we can count Dex out. We can count out Christina after Brando's attack. I don't think it's Ryan or Esme. Who can it be? And I did tag a number of different podcasts, including the uh, Pier 54, the 10th Floor, James Law Jr., uh, and Max updates GH. Max is a really cool kid. He's eight years old, and he's a huge WWE and General Hospital fan. The kid is my spirit animal. Um, but I do have to say that uh, it's going to be really great when we find out, finally find out. So here's some of the stuff. Um, some of the... Uh, uh, some of the different ideas uh, at Rocky, Rocky Tomlin, which I think is Max's dad, if I'm not, if I'm not uh, mistaken, he tweeted, I definitely think it's Ryan or Esme motive and everything still fits in the best in the storyline. Uh, and I responded, I said, well, the problem with that is why Brando? I mean, I know Ryan doesn't care, but it doesn't look like a one-handed person attacking Brando unless it's both of them. Uh, and then... Uh, Somebody else responded, a real nurse, at RN Diane1965. They were following Jocelyn and Brando, uh, and, and Brando saw that, and he was attacked. Jocelyn was walking away and didn't notice, so it makes sense it's Esme or Trina um, if they go with the genetic mental breakdown. If And then I, I replied, uh, Trina is a stretch, but if it corresponds with the Marshall bipolar being passed on, I can get behind it. And then she replied, I can't think of, of why else they keep bringing it up. And the only reason why they keep bringing up that, that storyline of bipolar is because Portia is questioning whether or not Trina is Curtis or Taggart's daughter. Um, but the woke snowflake at Live Oak PARC um, responded Schmoltz. And, and that's definitely a possibility. But I don't think he's a violent heel. He's a smarmy, sleazy heel, kind of like MJF. Uh, Maxwell Jacob Friedman for all you AEW people that don't watch AEW. Um, and, but, and he won't get his hands dirty. Uh, he'll have someone else do it. Um, and Susie, uh, at Susan M. Raz, Susan M. M. Raz, responded, What about Austin? It could be Austin, although I would go Mason. I'm thinking I'm going, if, if they're going in that direction. Um, at Arlene and Jake, uh, responded, It's Ryan, which is definitely a possibility. Um, at Software Geek, responded with Dex, uh, Dex, Esme, Ryan, uh, and then Max, our buddy, uh, little buddy Max, uh, updates GH responded with, uh, maybe Max says it's Rory. That's, that's a, that's a popular, uh, thought right now and a popular rumor and people are wanting Rory. Um, I'm, I personally didn't think of it, although it does kind of, it, it can make sense. Um, at GHWWEFAN23. It's not Dex or Christine at all, and neither one makes sense at all. And it's Esme or Ryan or some going, someone going after Sonny. Um, let's see. At Fred A. Rachel, 1952. Fred A. Rachel, 1952, says, I think it's Ryan Collins. Tenth Floor says it's Blackie. Um, at Nanu Drew says, Creepy Mason. Um... At Margaret underscore Akoi says, The stature is a woman from the frame, but I think the only reason Brando couldn't fight back because it's too quickly. I also think it's Esme because the intended target was Joss. So next will be Nick because Spencer is in jail. Um, 
And then at Louise Gaines 18 replied, could be Cyrus hooking up with Dawn of Day. Well, I think we could count out Dawn of Day. It could be definitely be Cyrus. I like the hooking up with. But no, I mean, it could be Cyrus from behind bars uh, putting putting somebody out there. I want to thank everybody for um, replying. And I'm definitely going to, you know, shout you out on Twitter that you're, uh, that you've been uh, mentioned in today's episode and today's podcast. Um, but quite honestly, I had a different idea and a different thought process. How about, because they are targeting people that are, you know, close to Sonny, right? So what about if it's Rick Lansing, Sonny's half brother or step brother, no half brother. Um, what if it's Rick? I mean, now going after Jocelyn probably doesn't make sense if it's Rick. Um, you know, going after, and then, you know, Brando, but I mean, he doesn't know Brando's, but if, if the, you know, theory is true and Brando just kind of scared the guy away and was there, you know, at an opportune time, you know, but again, why would he attack Ava? Why would he attack, you know, it's like, that's my thought. Um, and it's just a blast from the past. Somebody who can come back, who, who was from Sonny's past, uh, you know, it could be Dex, um, again, but, but he's the one that, you know, helped Josh save Ava. He's the one that, you know, I, I think he was elsewhere during the attack. Nicholas was elsewhere during the attack, so it wasn't, um, it wasn't Nicholas, so he's been cleared. Um, so Friday's episode, um, ended with Brando finally opening up his eyes after, after hours and hours of surgery. And, uh, you know, Sasha was losing her mind. Clearly, you know, after everything that happened with Sasha and Brando and Brando being, uh, you know, granted the conservatorship over Sasha and, um, you know, finally coming to, coming to, uh, Sasha coming to agreement or, or understanding that this is just temporary and it's, you know, to get, keep her out of jail once and for all, um, you know, so it's definitely one of those things where you'd need to have, um, Brando come out of it alive. I, and like I said, he's not going to be fatal. But they did say that one of Port Charles' own is going to be dying. So during the storyline, there's going to be one. Is it going to be... We know it's not Ava. Uh, we know it's not Brando. Could it be uh, Michael? I mean, it would be another one of Sonny's children being, you know, killed. Morgan, of course, Morgan supposedly being killed by a car bomb. We never saw the body. And, you know, they, that's, there's still the possibility of him coming back. Um, but we don't know yet. And then with Michael, you know, he's going after Sonny. So could it be some backfires on him? Um, you know, Nina, I don't know. I, I'm not sure about the contract status of, uh, Cynthia Watros. And Nina's too strong of a character right now, in my opinion, um, to, to kill off. She just got ownership of the Metro Corps. Um, she just, you know, she's in a relationship with Sonny. Uh, which is obviously why she's being attacked, or she's going to be attacked, I should say. Um, and also, you know, Diane. Diane has been the, um, you know, attorney for Sonny for many, 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 many years. So, I mean, it just so happens if this happens to her and, and she gets, you know, uh, she gets hurt or killed for, for that work, maybe that'll scare her straight into not, you know, taking care of Sonny anymore or, 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 or um, not uh, watching Sonny. 
But anyways, with that said, I do want to say hello to everybody who is listening today because, quite honestly, I think uh, it's a great option, opportunity and an option to um, be here and listening to the Suds and the Squirt Circle podcast because clearly you are a wrestling fan or General Hospital fan or both, right? All right, well, thank you for all listening either way. <clears throat> Again, as always, you can find us anywhere. You can find your favorite podcast, Suds and the Squared Circle. We are on Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, uh, or Google Play Store, whatever it's called, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, Radio Public. There's just a whole bunch of places to find Suds and the Squared Circle podcast. Okay, we've got uh, more stuff to talk about in general hospital news. Um, Stella, finally admitted that she took the paperwork, the divorce signed papers from Jordan's desk and, you know, wanted to interfere and keep them married. Um, she actually uh, confirmed this to Jordan. She didn't go to Curtis. She went to Jordan and said, listen, you know, uh, I can tell you what happened. Um, and she confessed to Jordan. Um, now, clearly it's not a crime, but Jordan did get upset for, uh, you know, monkeying around in her business and then putting, you know, uh, uh, inserting herself into something where it didn't, it shouldn't have been, you know, inserted um, in their personal life, quite honestly. And um, it is just a bit of um, irony that it's taken like 14 months, because it was July. Thank you, uh, uh, Pier 54, for pointing that out, that it was July that, July of 2021, that she had her stroke and those papers were, were thrown away. Um, so obviously nothing was filed and it took 14 months for that to, um, come to fruition and, and then to realize, oh shoot, we're not, um, um, we're, we're not, we're, we're not divorced. We're still married. So it's amazing to me that, uh, it took that long because you would think that somebody, and again, pointed out by Pier 54 that, you know, they would get some kind of a receipt or something saying, oh, your, your divorce is finalized here's the. Um, here's the final bill of what you owe me, you know, from the lawyer or what have you. So it is, you know, something that, uh, you know, that would have been known, right? It would have been known, but you know what? It is what it is. And, and it's poor Charles. It's, it's television. It's soap opera. So it's going to make drama. And, um, you know, I want to say that it's going to be something that's, uh, going to play out. It's going to obviously be rectified before, Portia and Curtis tie the knot because Stella was the one that was asked to, to officiate the wedding. And, uh, you know, so she needed to come clean. Um, Jordan kind of covered for her and said, you know, maybe, it was, you know, because Jordan was off the canvas for about a year um, while she went through her kidney dialysis problem at the other place. And, uh, you know, maybe the mail got thrown out or, or misplaced or something. And, of course, Curtis being the guy that he is, you know, always thinks there's something more behind it, right? There's something else. There's another. There's another path to take or another story. Um, you know, there's a uh, ulterior motive. There we go. You know, and now we think, oh well, maybe Jordan's still in love with me. Although Portia brought that up months ago, and Curtis kind of, you know, poo-pooed it away and said, no, there's no. You know, we're, we've both moved on with our lives and this and that. Um, and Portia did bring that up months ago, and now she's stirring the pot, saying, well. I told you that Jordan's not over you. Um, you know, so let's see how that 
you know, plays out. And it's, it's weird. Why didn't Stella go to Curtis? I mean, maybe she's just afraid of Curtis in general, you know, because she's done so much to interfere with his life as it is. Um, but, you know, now she, the, the truth is out there. We knew year, a year ago, but, um, you know, nobody on canvas did in Port Charles. So let's see how that, uh, how that goes going forward. And uh, will, you know, will, will Stella fess up to Curtis at one point, at some point? Will, you know, Curtis and Port and Jordan stay married? You know, that's the other thing is now that they are still married, you know, is Curtis going to be completely invested in, um, in Portia now? Or is he going to go back to um, Jordan? I still don't know whether that's going to happen or not. And um, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it, it is something to think about. It, it's something, you know, it's obviously drama now between Portia and Curtis. And, and if it's going to stay the way it's, you know, stay the course, we'll just have to see. Where does TJ fit into this? Where does, um, you know, what does Molly have to say about it? She's a legal beagle. Um, you know, and, and again, what does Trina have to say about it? So, um, it remains to be seen how that's going to happen and how, you know, how we're going to like that, uh, going for, how we're going to see going forward. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll have to see. Anyways, um, I, uh, another, the next storyline is, uh, you know, Brad and Britt, you know, they were, uh, you know, talking, you know, and, and it's a and filler, but it's nice that, you know, Brad has that friendship with Britt. And again, who knows if Britt is going to just take some a leave of absence or if she's just leaving Port General Hospital in general once, um, you know, once Kelly Tebow goes back to Station 9. Uh, maybe it'll just be, uh, you know, a, a brief hiatus while she films that other show. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, they're both under the ABC uh, brand. So it's a possibility that, um, you know, it's just a leave of absence for, for Kelly Tebow. Um, but, you know, I mean, she's getting to the point where she's going to be um, having a second date with Cody. Um, you know, they're in a holding pattern right now because, you know, Mac is questioning Cody now. And he's making it part of the whole investigation into the poor Charles Hooker. But in reality, it's more trying to figure out whether Cody is his son or not, considering of how his... You know, his mother was Dominique, and he was born with nobody knowing. So that, and he grew up all the time with Leopold Taub, thinking it is that Leopold Taub was his father. Um, so it's just it's something where Cody still doesn't know why he's being questioned by the police instead of instead of Matt just coming out and saying, you know, I think that might be your father, you know. But it's it's got to be dramatic and everything. But <clears throat> um, you know. I, I like those buddy scenes with, with, with um, Brad and Britt. But on the other side, I like the buddy scenes with Cody and Dante. Cody has a lot of stuff in the in his past, right? Um, you know, supposedly he, he covered for Dante for something back when they were kids. Um, and, you know, Dante has been his one confidant in Port Charles because they grew up, you know, together. Um, I, I like that. I like having those, those friendships. You know, Curtis and Drew had a really good friendship. You know, and I'm not just talking a friendship like like Jason and, and, and Sonny, but Curtis and Drew had a really good friendship where, you know, and even Brando and TJ, which going, you know, I understand the idea, going, kind of going back to the whole Brando being hooked, um, I, I really understand the idea of an emergency surgery, but I thought when you personally had friendship and even some drama with somebody, 
like TJ and Brando had some drama because when TJ was being held captive by Cyrus, Molly slept with Brando, thinking, you know, because of Jordan saying that they were broken up because TJ didn't want to be, you know, because again, she inserted herself. But again, um, I thought there was always that conflict of interest that you couldn't operate on somebody that you knew that well. But again, when it comes to emergency surgeries, anybody has to be available. So I, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm, I don't know. Again, the Hippocratic Oath is first do no harm. And I think by uh, stalling on that, it may be, you know, doing, it would obviously be doing harm, right? Um, so, uh, anywho, I want to, um, you know, uh, I want to go back now to, um, Cody and, 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 uh, Cody and the barn, um, you know, him and, you know, Dante going over there and, you know, he was asked about Brando's attack and he wondered where Cody had been the night before. Cody said he was in the stables alone, of course, you know, Dante believed him and nobody questioned him and nobody was an alibi. Um, you know, Brooklyn and Leo entered the stables to feed the horses, so Cody went to help Leo. Um, and then, you know, Brooklyn, um, <clears throat> uh, Brooklyn congratulated Dante on moving with Sam, which is a big, you know, big deal this week of Dante and, and Rocco moving in with Sam and Danny and Scout, um, into the penthouse, which again, they had a beautiful house, but I, I still don't necessarily understand that whole thing of Sam not minding moving the house because it was because it's Lulu's house. Um, even though Dante is moving into the penthouse where it was Jason's penthouse. You know what I mean? Like, cut your losses, sell both, or rent both out, and then, you know, and, and then move into somewhere neutrally, right? Um, that, that would have been my main, you know, my thought process at least. But, um, so, yeah, so Dante moved in with Sam, and uh, even... Um, you know, Brooklyn congratulated them and they're finally getting to this place where they're, you know, happy and, and boy, Kelly Monaco just absolutely just looks fantastic. Um, I remember, you know, and this is going to be a kind of a, uh, a side, um, tangent right now, but I remember back in the 90s, I mean, I remember in the early 90s, she was a Playboy centerfold, right? Before, you know, she was, you know, a, a centerfold and Playboy and then in the early 2000s, after being, um, after being noticed, uh, not noticed, but after being cast as Sam and just uh, um, cementing herself in that role, she had another pictorial in Playboy. And boy, she looked great then. But I mean, 20 years later, she still looks fantastic. Um, I, I have to give it to her for whatever kind of diet, exercise program, way to keep fit that she's on. Because clearly, you know, I'm not nearly at that level, right? Um which is amazing to me. <laughs> but I do want to say Kelly Monaco absolutely looks fantastic in that uh, role and in general. Um, and, and I really do like Sam and Dante together. I do think there's a little bit of a little quirks there with the writers and, and the storyline of how it's happening. But you know what? It could be worse, right? <sighs> All right. So um, moving on. Um you know, Sasha and Brando, Jordan and Curtis, um, you know, and, and again, Dex was questioned about the hooking and where he was. And again, you know, he, you know, because, all right, so because Christina witnessed the attack. So we know already that Christina is not the uh, poor Charles Hooker. 
we know that Dex is not the poor Charles. Well, at least we can assume the poor Dex is not the poor Charles, right? Um, so we'll see how this plays out. I do want to see, you know, but I, I do feel it could be somebody from somebody's past, somebody who's not currently on the roster of uh, stars on General Hospital. But again, we never actually know, right? It could be somebody who was brought in a month ago, like Rory. I never would have thought that, you know, but again... It could be, because those villains do come in, you know, for short stints. Like, get to know, get into the, the landscape of General Hospital, and then all of a sudden, BAM! We uh, find out that they have ulterior motives. Um, I don't necessarily know if, if Rory's going to turn out to be, or if he's just generally going to be a good guy with some stuff in the past. But, you know, I, it remains to be seen. Maybe because now Trina is involved with Rory, even though now she wants to be with Spencer, it's going to come out where the last person that... If it is Rory, the last person going to be hooked is Trina, and Spencer is leaving, you know, Pentonville and ends up, you know, putting the kibosh on it, right? So it's a possibility, and I, I really think that it's, you know, it, it really could be that. Um, so moving on, right? A lot of news coming out of wrestling. A lot of news. First off, coming up at, at uh, Crown Jewel on November 5th, in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, I think it's Jeddah, Saudi Arabia again, the main event for that match is going to be the WWE Undisputed Universal Champion, the head of the table, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, taking on and defending the title against Logan Paul. Made It was made uh, official at a press conference in... Um, in Las Vegas back on Thursday, I, and I'm wondering, oh boy, Vince McMahon is trending. Quick, let's see what that's about. Um, <laughs> uh, Vince McMahon is trending. WWE considering a big farewell for Vince McMahon during WrestleMania weekend, in, including him going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, actually, 17 hours ago, it looks like Wrestling News Co., uh, wrestling, yeah, WrestlingNews.co posted this story, which I've, I've kind of heard things. Uh, Dave Meltzer confirmed that he had heard rumblings about Vince McMahon getting a big farewell next year at WrestleMania 39 in Los Angeles. The story was first reported in the U.S. Sun on Sunday, and they noted that co-CEO slash chairwoman Stephanie McMahon is in the middle of those talks. The Sun quoted an insider saying that Vince may not be completely done with WWE, and there have been discussions on how to pay tribute to him. The insider also acknowledged that there could be some potential backlash, um, but what he has done for the business cannot be under, uh, uh, underestimated. The Sun also noted that there have been talks about Vince being honored at the WWE Hall of Fame. Vince previously never liked to appear on camera at the Hall of Fame events, but broke the rule to induct Steve Austin, uh, The Undertaker last year, Steve Austin a few years ago, and President Trump a couple years ago as well, uh, years before that as well. Um, at this point, it's unclear if the plans to honor McMahon are set in stone, but there appears to be smoke to the story. While speaking on the Saturday, Sunday night's main event podcast, Meltzer said that the following said the following when asked if he had heard the story reported in the Sun. Yeah, I've heard this for a week or two or so. The Vince McMahon Hall of Fame thing with WrestleMania in Los Angeles. It makes sense to do it. No one has told me yes, this is it. I'll actually try to check on this uh, check on this week. But it makes sense, and I would be expecting it, yeah. Um, and that's for part of the uh, of um, WrestlingNews.co. 
and it's called the Sunday night, um, Sunday night main event podcast. That's what, what that was. So that's why Vince is trending. Um, and he should be, he, he should be honestly, regardless, um, you know, regardless of the fact of what he did in his personal life. And this is, that's the thing, the same thing with, you know, when President Clinton got caught with Monica and, and the whole thing. And, you know, even Trump with some of his stuff behind the scenes in his personal life. You can't take away from what they did for the country. Now, Clinton did very well at the time. And President Trump did tremendous in, at the time. And I'm not getting into politics. But I'm just saying that, you know, it doesn't take away from what they did for their specific, specific business. Trump, you know, is not a political person. But... He did fantastic in all of his business ventures as well as being president. I'm leaving that. Vince McMahon, same thing. You know, regardless of what he's done in his personal life, and if he paid money for sex, he just did high-powered hookers. <laughs> How ironic, right? Um, you know, high-paid, high you know, highly-paid hookers, you know. Um, but again, um, Vince McMahon should be honored and not into the Hall of Fame, right? He didn't kill anybody. He didn't, you know... Um, murder or, or anything. He just simply, you know, made a few bad decisions and paid a lot of money for stuff that he could have gotten for free. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, I don't really want to get into the news there, you know, that whole thing. But, I mean, just to kind of put my perspective on it. Yes, it sucks that, um, you know, he, he got, he did what he did, Right. Uh, and I'm not going to say it sucks that he got caught, but if they used w if he used WWE money for something like that, yes, he should be held accountable and meant to pay that money back to the company, right? Um, and held liable. Um, you know, in terms of giving somebody a job, the quid pro quo, yeah, that's sexual harassment to a T. I'm not going to deny that. However, at the same time, it's like there's always two sides of the story, right? They did sign an NDA, a non-disclosure agreement. Well, this girl disclosed that information to somebody who went to the press with it. So, clearly, both are in violation, right? Um, it, it's the same thing with, with Stormy Daniels. and You know, I'm not going to get into it. But, you know, when there's an NDA, that means you do not disclose. You do not talk about it, even to your best friend, right? You know... And um, you could be held liable. So if he's going to be held liable for using WD funds, if that's the case, but he's got multiple millions of dollars himself that he could have used, um, she should be held accountable for breaking the NDA. That's just my, my, my thought process on it. All right, so getting back to regularly scheduled news, um, Logan Paul and Roman Reigns at the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Now, I heard rumors, and this was just posted on Twitter not too long ago, that... Um, if, you know, the reason why Drew McIntyre lost in Cardiff, um, at Clash of the Castles is because the, the, um, prince, crown prince of Saudi Arabia wanted to have Roman Reigns against Logan Paul. Now, I'm not sure, like, I get they have a $50 million contract or whatever for that show, and, um, you know, I get that, but I, I you got to think about it this way. When when they had their first one, right, the greatest Royal Rumble a few years ago, right, the Crown Prince is so far removed from WWE programming that the reason why there were so many, you know, 
people on the card. Like that, the reason why there was that sumo wrestler on the card in in the Greatest Royal Rumble is because because the Crown Prince wanted to see Yokozuna in there. It's like he didn't realize that Yokozuna died twenty years ago. Um, so I don't necessarily know. I know the WWE will do what has to be done, but you gotta look at it this way: Is it gonna be a um, you know, a title victory. Do you think Logan Paul's going to come in after two matches on his third match, win the title? Could be. I mean, Santino Morella um, won the Intercontinental title in his first match, right? By beating Umaga with help from Bobby Lashley. You know, could there be some, you know, I'd hate to see a record-breaking reign like Roman is on ending with some Gaga, right? It has to be in the middle of the ring, you know, yes, there has to be some stuff where, you know, the bloodline um, interferes on Reigns' behalf, but the babyface in that in that match has to overcome it, right? Logan Paul is the ultimate underdog right now. Logan Paul is the ultimate underdog. He's the one that's, you know, Reigns has got to be focused on in order to get to the point where, holy crap, this guy could actually possibly do it, right? Could this be the setup for the next news item that I'll get into? Um, because what if, okay, let me just throw this out there. What if, okay, the bloodline is out there with Roman Reigns, because now you have a new bloodline member, Solo Sokoa, right? So you've got um, the Usos, you've got Sami Zayn, you've got Paul Heyman, you've got Solo Sokoa, and Roman Reigns, right? So that's five legitimate wrestlers, right? Sami Zayn obviously is the comic relief and Paul Heyman is the, you know, so yeah, you've got five legitimate wrestlers. Paul Heyman being the advise, uh, no, not the advocate, the, uh, the wise man, right? Um, to the tribal chief. Um, so you got to look at it this way. What if you have the, the entire bloodline out there? Logan Paul is going there, you know, and, and, Logan Paul is, should never, ever, ever be seen as a threat to the WWE Championship at this point in time. Two matches in, but I mean, fantastic athlete. He had a great match against uh, a great match against the Miz at SummerSlam. Great match with the Miz against the Mysterios at WrestleMania. Um, but no, he shouldn't be in there. But think about it this way: What if comes in there, and uh, it's similar to, and I hate the reference of the movie, but Ready to Rumble, right? You got Jimmy King. In the match against DDP, the Triple Cage, you know, then you know you and you've got all the the heels coming down, beating down on, you know, on Jimmy King, and maybe you've got <coughs> all the heels being down Logan Paul. Like they see Logan Paul as a huge threat, right? If they build it correctly, there is a possibility of doing that, right? There is a definite possibility to building it up in a way that. Logan Paul can be seen as a threat, right? <coughs> Excuse me. I'm going on a rant now. Um, what if you've got the entire bloodline, and then you see a he, a baby face group come out? Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, um, and, you know, Street Profits, right? With Logan Paul. And to, to counteract the bloodline. And you see Logan Paul... Pin Roman Reigns one two three in the middle of the ring. Logan Paul's your new Universal Undisputed Champion. 
Is it something that is a possibility, or is it just a throwaway match because <clears throat> because uh, the the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia wants Roman Reigns against Logan Paul? They'll put it into the storyline. I guarantee you that. But see, here's where here's my thought process. You got Logan Paul winning the title at at you know Crown Rule, right? How about because the next big news item that's out there is. Coming to Survivor Series as announced by WWE Chief Content Officer Paul Levesque, aka Triple H, right? Coming to Survivor Series is, in the words of William Regal, War Games. I can't do it as good as he is because I don't have that British accent. But War Games, two War Games matches, a men's and a women's, is coming to, um, is coming to the. Uh, Survivor Series, which is fantastic. We've wanted to see War Games on the main roster for a while now, and it needed Triple H to get control to do it. We knew it was going to happen. Everybody's excited about it. And how about this? Leading in for the men's War Games, you've got the entire bloodline. Because you get, you know, it's either going to be four on four or five on five. I've never seen a five on five War Games. Well, actually, there was one back in the NWA era of the WCW. Um, but what if you have Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa, Sami Zayn, and the Usos against Logan Paul, um, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, and the Street Profits? It's a possibility, right? If it's going to be 5 on 5. Or how about this? If you've got um, Roman Reigns, uh, Solo Sokoa, and the Usos, and they leave Sami Zayn off. The, the the bloodline team at, at war games, right? And you've got Logan Paul, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn turning babyface on the bloodline and coming out to join that, that babyface team. It's a possibility. I mean, I know Logan Paul rubs people the wrong way. I know Logan Paul hasn't been around to make babyface friends, right? Like Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens and... You know what I mean? So, it's a stretch, but it's definitely a possibility. And maybe I'm talking out of my ass right now, but it's definitely a possibility, right? So, with that said, it is a possibility, but we'll 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 have to <clears throat> we'll have to see how it is. But I want to thank you all um, for listening. Um, it's going to be a short short um, short podcast. Today. I'm not going to go over Raw SmackDown. However, the, there's one other news thing coming up on the 25th, which is this coming Sunday. The WWE contract with Hulu is set to expire. I know they've been in negotiations for it, so we'll see if that goes through. But if there's no new contract, um, and we'll keep this updated for next Monday's episode of Suds in the Squared Circle, um, you're going to have no more WWE on Hulu, which means no more Raw, no more SmackDown, no more NXT, no more Superstars, no more Level Up, no more 205 Live, no more... um, Oh, uh, Velocity. Uh, velocity, yeah, it's not Velocity. Main event, right? Um, no more Total Divas, no more Total Bellas. They're all going to be off of Hulu after the 25th. So let's hope that the WWE... And let's hope they put on the three-hour edition of Raw. Because without commercials, it'll only be two and a half hours. And I want to see the full Raw on Hulu. And not have to wait a month for it to go up on Peacock. But, you know, what is what it is. I want to thank you all for listening here on the Suds in the Square Circle podcast. My name is Vidi Apicella. I will be back next week here 
on Suds in the Squirt Circle. By the way, you can go ahead and follow us at um, on Twitter at Suds. Let's see. Um, where are we? Hold on. Come here. Okay, over here. There we go. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Suds SQ Circle Pod. Follow on TikTok at Suds underscore squared underscore circle. You're going to email sports. Actually, email Vinny at, so that's V-I-N-N-I-E, at Suds and Squared Circle, uh, Suds and Squared Circle dot com. You can also, let me see something here. Uh, it's, uh, let's see, yeah, Suds and Squared Circle. So, Vinny at sudsandsquaredcircle.com. Website is www.sudsandsquaredcircle.com. Buy our merch, sudsquarecircle.threadless.com. Um, and you can also follow me at SWE on Twitter. Um, and like I said, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Podcast, or I'm sorry, Pocket Casts. Podbean, Radio Public, Spotify, Stitcher, and you can also you can just get our RSS feed, right? So you, there's a ten different ways to listen, and we're working. I'm working on YouTube as well. Send us a message um, on Anchor.fm, which is Anchor.fm/sportswireaudio, um, and you know definitely support the show. I want to get to the point where I don't have to work and I can actually just do content for days right <laughs> for everything um maybe get into another uh, a multimedia empire like jlj media but i want to thank you all for listening i am Vinny apicella come back next monday for suds and the squared circle podcast goodbye everybody <laughs>